Welcome back, everyone, to Handbook for Handbook for Mortals, a close read, chapter-by-chapter chapter review of Lanny Serum's book, Handbook for Mortals. We are in the final episode of this first season of Handbook for Mortals. Um, as We have finished the preview of book two and the afterword. Um, as you'll remember from last episode, uh, Zade caught the bouquet. And at, at her at her parents' wedding, right at her parents' w wedding, and there was a title drop, and I was really furious. Um, <laughs> so the time gap between book two and book one is, I think, the smallest time gap in the entire novel. No, it's it's it's, kind it's of hilarious. It's it's the one time where a chapter ends and then the next thing happens immediately after. Yeah, that. I think we have it like one other time. But yeah. one thing this book is known for is that something will happen and then the next few words will be a few weeks later or yep. days later or years later or months later and yeah, like. I think we have spent most of this podcast trying to figure out how long this book, like the period, time period this takes place over. Um, book two hits the ground running with some transphobia. Um, like literally. Just, second paragraph. So the last sentence. No, I know that. I want to keep that yeah, in a second. Yeah. But it is, we have the title drop. Yep. And Mac grins and winks at Zade. She smiles back. And then he literally in the opening of book two is Mac walks away to go talk to someone <laughs> like i'm just so amused by this but yes yes in the first book we had racism we had anti-semitism from mac yep we had slut shaming and yeah book two we we have transphobia now now this is a. Uh, we we do not okay so let's talk about aunt eldrith um <laughs> Who is introduced to us wearing a... In, introduces a handsome older man with beautiful eyes wearing a perfectly tailored suit, which signifies that he is a magician. Because you cannot find a perfectly Good. tailored suit unless yeah. you are a magician. Which, from what I understand, is actually probably true. I feel like this is something that a lot of men struggle with. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to someone who wears sweatpants every chance he gets so i'm, I'm not necessarily the <laughs> that's the, the when you're required to wear pants yes. we're right yeah, yeah exactly yes. um, shout out to my friend matt though because i feel like he always has perfectly tailored suits so i am now convinced you are a magician you don't listen to this either so um this character is then named as aunt aldrith and there's some confusion on zade's part uh then we get to the backstory I had never quite understood why we called him my aunt. I once asked my mom, and she made it clear that he had always been a male. I want—I uh, guess as a child, he wore makeup and female clothing, and so his nickname was a joke that stuck. Which, like, okay, so if my younger brother started wearing makeup and female clothing today, aunt wouldn't come into play? Or aunt, I guess, because... He is from England, so... Now, we Let's have... fancy. Unsurprisingly, Aunt Aldrith, who I will refer to by name 
as to not step in the minefield of pronouns with with Aunt Aldrith. But Aunt Aunt Aldrith has no rich backstory being a non-Zade character in Handbook for Mortals. We are given to understand that this isn't this doesn't cause friction and obviously everyone well, is entitled to the pronouns of their choosing and gender as a spectrum and blah 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 oh blah, so blah, we're blah. talking about like hit, well the, 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 we're the talking whole... about the actual like life choices not the family well i mean yeah okay the family is reacting well like... the family completely throughout zade's mom when she got pregnant or got married yeah pregnant, like oh I think, like i i, which... I completely I, I, I completely believe that the family would mock someone who chose to wear makeup and women's clothing. Like oh, that, totally. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's it was a, probably in, what, the 60s, 70s? So, like, yeah, like, that makes a lot of sense. It also seems to imply that the makeup and female clothing no longer happens. Should right. go with he because it is used he in the book? Right, right, and and maybe maybe that's all fine and good. And as someone who wears makeup and women's clothing on occasion, I do not identify as any sort of. You gender... identify as James, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm a cis hat white dude. Like I, I there there is there is more to gender than makeup and clothing. Yes, but the way that it is approached in the book is, um. At the very Blood. least, she could have thrown something in about how, like, this was a joke and it stuck. And he's okay with it, or... And, and Zade, while she's uncomfortable with it, she's made sure he's okay with it. Like, at best we get, and I have always been deeply fascinated by him, mm-hmm. although I was never around him much as a child or an adult. So it's like, is it like you're deeply fascinated because this is... Uh, someone who is outside your norm because this again is supposed to be all about female empowerment and how like you know blah 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 making the world a better place and yet you are literally opening your second book well i and i am going to jump i'm going to jump ahead a little bit and then come back because there is there is one other key point that we need to hit as regards aunt aldrith when mac is introduced to aunt aldrith um mac this is my great aunt aldrith and Aunt Aldrich smiled at him, and, and Mac is, uh, Aunt? Mac looking extremely perplexed. I whispered under my breath, magic, I'll explain later. Yeah, like, which it's... which Which implies that this sort of gender performative thing is something that Aldrith needs to do in order to utilize magic. Which right. is an interesting idea and is something that I myself struggle with because I read so many dude magic things. I don't know how to really kind of reconcile that with my less aggressively duty uh, tendencies. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm a 12-year-old child. No, I know, um, I know. Uh, D-U-D-E hyphen Y, dude-esque <laughs> tendencies. I heard it as soon as I said it. So, no, so, 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 so like, here's is, my is, problem, is that... Mac lives and works in Vegas, which is kind of similar to, like, New York, where I live, which in, like, if someone introduced introduced me to their aunt, is, how's that his name? Aldith? Aldrith. Aldith. Aldith. And standing in front of me is this guy, looks like a guy in a perfectly tailored suit. 
I would not have reacted to the name. I just would have been like, okay, here's my well, hand. It's I the mean, same thing as like if anybody else walks up to me and is like, hey, this is so and so. I'm not going to be like, you look different. Right. I, Your I, I name mean, is it, weird. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that, and that only has something to do with where you live in so far as there is possibly a question of exposure. I mean, if I'm in the Arctic fucking circle and someone says, hey, this is this is so and so. And that name doesn't scan with my perception of their gender. I will say hello, so and so, and follow their fucking lead, which is not hard exactly. To do. No, um, I just feel like Mac of all people should have should, not should, had should, a sh- moment of like shock or anything. It should have just been like, I see the bearded lady walking down the street every day. Like this is no big deal, kind of yeah. thing. And, and yeah, like to. To base this in the fact that it is because he is magical is bullshit. Like, you took it one way, and I actually really like the way that you took it. Well, we have have no... The only people we've seen with any supernatural talent have been presented as female. Right. So, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe that is... Maybe magic in this universe is a fundamentally feminine force. Um, It would not surprise me given um, how she's coded most things to be a little bit stereotypical that that would be a stereotypical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I took it as like, I'm not going to, I took it as more of like, this can't be a normal thing. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to call it magical. I, yeah. Okay. That works too. Um, if anyone wants to read an exploration of magic as a fundamentally feminine force and how someone who was, born biologically male deals with that read grant morrison's the invisibles uh there's a great instance of a trans character um in that but anyway um so so then there's there's a lot uh, aldith gives a hug and a kiss yeah she's she being zade is kind of shocked that aldith showed up wasn't realized that there was an invitation to the wedding um because again, like at some point we were told that Della was cut off from her family until Zade showed signs of magic. So I completely understand her not inviting any of her family to her wedding. Yep. Um, so apparently, oh yes, um, Zade also met him at some solst- at solstice events when I was younger, which like, let's be vaguer. <laughs> Well, I mean, every 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 night at my apartment is a solstice event. Well, but. yes, yes, this would be, but for the general population, yes, winter who do, solstice, who do not even has like the... a winter solstice, summer solstice. Basically, it just went like insert events to change later. Yeah, uh, and so that then there's a real broad, sort of vaguely ominous monologue that things may be rough for Mac and Zade. Well, so Aldith is here because of Zade. Right. Because why the hell else why else would someone be there? Because you know it is Della's wedding day, but I Zade is still the Zade. most important person. Exactly. So Aldith kind of scolds her, you know, don't be naive. I know you've seen the cards. Um so there is apparently a prophecy. Because um, of course there is. Yes. 
So there, sorry, my book, the ebook of this gets a little weird and it's like, if it's not at the correct font, it drops sentences. I think that's an issue with the arc. I don't know if it's an actual issue with the ebook, but just like a heads up. Occasionally, if you're reading this and you're like, did I miss half a sentence? Change your font size. And maybe you did, or maybe you didn't. Um, now, now the fault lies not in the stars on, on, on that one, because there's only so much font changing you can do to make this book cohesive as a well, whole. Right. But basically it went, there's a strange and, uh, I was confused. Like there was like a, an entire two sentences taken out. Like it, it's happened a few times. By this point, I've gone like, "Is this Lanny Sarum being Lanny Sarum, or is this the ebook?" This is what there, happens when you read this so many times. But that's why the paper copy is superior. Anyways, I wasn't spending money on this. <laughs> uh, there is a strange and powerful force of magic in you. What happened in the theater that day is proof of it. The fact that she survived is further proof. So this spell that she did that we weren't too terribly impressed with is apparently proof of some serious chaos magic that she has on her. And the fact that she survived is proof that she's powerful, except for that she survived because of her mother and Mac and, Mac. and Charlie. Yeah, so, like, Zay did nothing but kind of lay there? This, there were prophecies foretold about magic as strong as yours. There will be many white, black, and gray magic entities vying for you and your power. Which, which like, can we just say good, evil, and ambiguous? Because, like, I really hate the connotation of white magic being good and black magic being bad. Um, yes. Uh, there... Uh... Not all black magic is bad. And then depending on who you talk to, it's incredibly racist to um, put it as white and black magic. Because most things that fall into black magic in stories tend to be magic that comes from African countries. But this is a very long tangent that I'm not going to go down. This would be a little bit more impressive if we had seen Lanny Serum do anything more interesting or powerful than blow up a pretzel god stand. Zane. Zade, sorry. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, right. Or, um, like, some mild illusion and summoning magic. If, if there had been more exploration of what she had to do to prepare for yeah. the illusion, that would be, that would land a little bit harder. But... If we had any idea of the rules of magic in this world, mm -hmm. and what it costs her. I mean, sure, yes, we saw her pass out, but, like, theoretically speaking, if Mac had stayed in the room, she would have been fine. So, no, like, it doesn't, it doesn't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Shania Twain, um, that don't impress me much. Wow. And, and, and then there's a big, long paragraph that says that she and Mac may not end up together. Because oh my are... god, no, I want to break this down, but... Uh... Oh, so Della's mom knew about the prophecy, but didn't know it was occurring. Because it was cloaked in the deepest of secrets. I always knew the child was special, I did not know it was this. So, like, again, Della's family completely ditched her. And then kind of was like, okay, cool, your child is magical, we're okay. And now it's implied that, like... 
So the entire first book is about how she, her and her mom are kind of on their own, and this is why she needs to leave. She right. needs to explore. But apparently, like, the family the whole time has been like, oh, no, we know that's a great child, and, like, we're going to be standoffish? I don't know. So, yes, then she asks, oh, no, um, Aldith cuts her off and says, does the boy have anything to do with this? I believe so. And that leads Zayn to asking, does this mean that Mac and I are destined? And let's talk about the most... So yes, of course, because there's apparently a prophecy, apparently shit's about to get bad in the magic world. But let's remember what the most important thing is about these series. Who is Zayn going to date? It's... I... I have issues with prophecy and destiny as plot device. I find it always... It, it never improves the story. Um, I Because of what it says about free will. Um, this, is, this is why I like things like... Um, like in The Last Jedi, when you find out that Ray's parents were nobodies. It's really nice to have someone... Same. Pardon me? I said same, although I still think we should not be talking about this because it's, <laughs> it's only out been on four Blu-ray. months. It's, it's been out, out for on... only four months. It's out on Blu-ray. It's you been out go... for only four months. I, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will put spoiler warnings everywhere, <laughs> but it has only been out for four months. Will you stop fucking trying to spoil Star Wars just for the sake of it. But because it is a good point here, I'm going to finally let this one through. Yes! Listeners, you have no idea how much editing has gone into to remove fucking Star Wars spoilers since, like, the week it was released because James is an asshole. It was relevant then, too. No, it wasn't. It was totally relevant. No, it wasn't. You couldn't even tell me what chapter it was. It doesn't matter. It was whatever chapter came out the same week as The Last Jedi. Oh, um, my God. Anyways. <laughs> um, no, I and, agree. And, I think even as, like, a society, the majority of us are also all kind of, like, done with destined and prophecy bullshit. Like, it's just, it's, it's almost lazy at this point. Like, I am doing, my motives, I am doing this because I am destined to do that. Well, that doesn't give you anything. Like... I, I I would say it is lazy. It is not almost lazy. It is lazy. I, I um, I, it's it, particularly when you. I mean, shout out to Ann Aldith who says, "Uh, no, actually, it means the opposite. Uh, you may end up together. You may not. Who knows? Wouldn't the opposite be that they're destined to not be together? But in well, this case, the I opposite see- here is that is there is no destiny." Is that what no, it's supposed to no, be? No, no, I, 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 I agree with with the um, the read there. The opposite of faith is not disbelief. The opposite of faith is doubt. Fair point. Um, yeah, there is a path that will lead you two together, but not before each of you have gone on your own journey. Nothing is certain. It is known. It is not known if the two of you will be together. There are others, magical ones even, nearby for both of you. So, again, there's a prophecy about a magical child that, like, what is this supposed to be magical child supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Nope. I don't know. Just that there's a magical child. 
Um, or sorry, a magic as strong as this one. I guess she's not technically a child, though she acts like one. And yet her main concern is, but I end up with Mac, right? Like, who gives a shit what Destiny says? If you want to be with Mac, for the love of God, you have spent a book debating it. Fucking be with Mac. There's nothing wrong with it. Nowhere does it say, like, you guys are going to have problems, but, you know, you shouldn't try. Nowhere does it say, like, just because these are, I, I really hate books with Destiny in it. Well, yeah. Um, free will. Team free will. There is, there is one thing Team I do like about, there is one thing I do like about this, which is that it, you finally come back to, um, the other magical person, uh, in this book, because, well, in the previous book, I guess, uh, because Zade has to admit that, oh yeah, yeah, there was someone in the mall who attacked me and then I had to fight back and then she bailed. Yep. And that's all we really kind of get of that because mm-hmm. like, then Matt comes back up mm-hmm. and... Um, and even the way she introduces Aldith is kind of rude. Mac, this is my great aunt Aldith. I said softly and matter of fact, my voice slightly flat and cold. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, Aldith tries to overcome this rudeness, but, um, yeah, like, again, magic. Yeah. And I, you know what, Aldith, I don't think Aldith is okay with this. It, either Aldith is so okay with this that like he's reclaimed it at some point and is like, yep. "Bitch, please, this is what I call myself." Which kind of like um, Fat Amy and Pitch Perfect. Yes. yes. A- Fat Amy calls herself Fat Amy because she knows these bitches are gonna do it behind her back. Yep. So, um, yeah, Mac goes, "Uh, Aunt," and then he Aldith says, "Yes, Aunt." Anyways. We were just discussing family business. Um, and, so, so it's yeah. it's like it's like Lanny Serum, the author, is seventy percent of the way there to saying that this is not okay, but she can't quite stick the landing. Saying which part is not okay? Exactly, and why it's not okay. Um, so, then... yeah, they get an idea to hold Aldous and Max's hand. And Della's hand. Well, Aldith is holding Della's hand. Zayn doesn't suddenly have three hands. Right. And then they call down a lightning bolt. Yep. Powers that be, show thy strength. So they um, end up... Clouds that had moments ago been miles in distance were suddenly above us, and the biggest bolts of lightning shot from the sky, striking every tree in the garden and setting them all ablaze. The flames were bright blue of extremely hot fire... The crackling of the wood of each tree could be heard along with the lightning and thunder that accomplished that accompanied the storm. Matt pulls away his hand. Did you do that? And the trees were still burning, but seemed to be dying quickly. Um, and it ends with, I think that's what they're about to tell us. I gestured towards my mother and aunt Aldith, who were already murmuring to each other. I swallowed hard before I finished my thought, but that is probably the least of our worries. That is the end of this. Dun, dun, dun. So. What's going to happen in book two? And I guess um, both of us get to tell us what we think because. I, I I'm still, I'm still on the fence that there's going to be a book two. Assuming that there is, because yes, Assuming we can debate. We can sit here and debate whether or not 
there will be one. Um, Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You go first. So I think we're going to get some new characters, more family members perhaps. And I think we might get some new magic, but no more new explanations. And that there will be a cute, probably British guy that shows up to be the new love triangle. Jackson will completely accept that he is not going to date Zade. There will be some passing glances, but the entire second book will be, is it going to be Mac or new British guy? Um, I think that, I don't know. Gosh, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank here. I, I, maybe they have to go on a big road trip or something in the second book. Um, okay. I, that I is think, something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that there's going to have to be some exploration of the rules of magic in the book. Uh, because if you're, it, it, it seems like the second book is actually going to, uh, interface with the world of magic at large. So there has to be something to deal with um so i like the second book is when we'll we'll get the the uh the world building we're gonna get a lot of info dump in the second book (laughs) yeah i think so Mm um so yeah that's that's the the promo of book two now we're on to the uh the acknowledgements yes now i kind of want to skim over a lot of this because we 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 punch up not down Um, exactly there's a lot of name dropping like famous people in this but there are a couple things that i wanted to point out okay i wanted to yeah i i wanted to again skip around a little bit because for all my questions about why is lanny serum able to do this why you know why has no one ever told her no her cousin is J.C. Chazes from NSYNC. So she is born into crazy connections, which yes. explains literally everything about this. Her cousin is J.C. Chazes, so... Yeah, you went a little past me. I was like about a paragraph before that where there's a huge thank you to Brian Keithley and everyone at Geek Nation. Brian yep. Keithley is half of the creator. It is interesting that she only mentions one of the creators. Um Brian Keithley is also the spouse of Claire. Oh shit. What is her last name? Claire Kramer, um, who played glory on Buffy for those of you that are Buffy fans. She is the other creator of geek nation. And just, it's amusing that all the name dropping that happens in this book, she mentions the husband and not glory. Right. Um, and then there's also a shout out to Sally beauty supplies, which I just want to point out, like, I know at least one person that didn't get mentioned in this book. Um, But can you imagine reading through this and seeing every single person and Sally Beauty Supply is mentioned and then your name forgotten? Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think that Glory sat down to read this book? Oh, I I have no idea. I don't think so, because she would have been mentioned otherwise, I believe. And I have I, never seen her promote this book. I, I did I did get a kick out of all the shout outs to the people that she's worked with because that's yes. cool. It's super cool that she was able to to um Sure, but what does it have to do like it literally reads more as like, let me tell you all the famous people I know rather than like did they have anything to do with this book? I mean we just read the book. Yes, they did. Like they all, they, I mean, they're, some of them show up explicitly. 
Sure, some of them do, and those make sense as to why they're mentioned. There are also people that show up explicitly that aren't mentioned in the acknowledgments. Did you also not know that she was cousins with JC? No, oh, I, I, I just. I'm assumed, glad I kept that from you then. Yeah, I, I just assumed that you know you would have volunteered that when I was like, how the hell is she able to fucking? Well, I always assumed you knew because yeah, like that was kind of her claim to fame when the book came out. Nope. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no. It's okay. I went in blind. Um, it was you know. I liked the shout out to Ryan Adams because I really like uh, the first Ryan Adams solo album. Um, There's also and- a shout out to Adalia Chaze, which makes me wonder if that's who her, the mother of the book's named after. Probably. Um, um, <laughs> her lawyer's mentioned. I'm not going to Michael name Lawyer. Him. Yeah, Mike. Okay. I wasn't going to mention that, but her lawyer is mentioned in the uh, book. <laughs> Which you can see if you get IMDb Pro. Um, and there's a shout out to... Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. There is one thing that I wanted to... like the, let, Almost lost in the... Um, her editor gets a shout out, which is adorable. So before that, there's also shout out to people from the Nevada Film Office and the Tennessee Entertainment Commission for ensuring we can still make films. Um, so I guess... The attempt is that they're going to try to film this in Nevada and Tennessee. But again, like, what did you have to do with making this book? This is literally reading, like, a list of people that are like, if I name you, will you do something for me? Um, There's a guy that it says Jeff for just being Jeff, where I went, oh, okay, that's Tad. Mm -hmm. Um, She shouts out her PR person, and I just had to laugh. Um. Kim Estland, oof. Yes. Busy, busy person. Oh, uh, she shouts out Steve Wynn, um, who, for those of you are, uh, he's a famous Nevada person, of course. Um, right. He also ran, uh, he was the finance chair of the RNC for about a year and resigned amid sexual misconduct oh, allegations. Okay. Female um, empowerment, right? Yep. Um, yep. So he is, a, he is a fascist and a uh, sexual predator. Interesting. Um, um, right. Then, yes, we get to one editor, which she has explicitly said many times since that there were three. Yeah. But only Robert Smith gets a shout out for making her look like she paid attention in English class and actually knows where commas go. Well, no. Um, that didn't happen at all. Um, so then the paragraph after that to Ryan Kincaid for the amazing artwork on the cover of this book. And um, <laughs> Millen... Par- Parvanov. Parvanov. Um, but no shout out to the art that they used, the artists whose art that they used As to base their to, covers. Yes. Yeah, to put it like, politely. Yeah. Um, there is also a shout out to Amy Mann and Susan Gibson for allowing her to use their amazing lyrics. So everybody that says she plays her eyes to the lyrics, it is in the <clears throat> it is in the appropriate sections that she probably did actually get credit to use these uh, there's also a shout out to lisa hendrix which if you remember from many episodes ago wrote a review on amazon about how amazing this book is and also how terrible the hate you give is um uh, let's 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 get to the uh the author um shout outs at the towards the very end okay yes um charles bukowski which is misspelled um yep. then i don't know a bunch of the other ones 
Um, I know C.S. Lewis. I mean, uh, Bo Taplin, Christopher Poindexter, and Tyler Not Grayson. I don't know any of them. Um, Christopher Poindexter, I think, is a poet, and Bo Taplin is a is a poet at least. I'm assuming Tyler Grayson is too. I think I don't think Christopher Poindexter is a good poet, but I could be entirely wrong. Um, I don't like what I've read of Bo Taplin's stuff, which is six seconds of work. Um, now I'm really curious if Tyler not Grayson is um, a poet, but yes, Charles Bukowski is misspelled. And I believe that she read a lot of Char- Charles Bukowski. Um, why do you say that? Because the attitude of the book towards women is fucking toxic <laughs> as shit. Amen. Ah, uh, yes, Tyler Knott Grayson is a poet based in Helena, Montana. Oh, he, God. Grayson has accrued fame as a poet on social media platforms such as Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter since 2009. Ugh. Sorry, I'm just I'm just reading Christopher Poindexter. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think I've read Poindexter once and was not a fan. Um, I should have had a fucking porn mode browser window open. Anybody that doesn't know James, James is my go-to person for poetry for the most part. I I do have some poets that I like that James didn't introduce me to, but overall I am not a huge poetry person. So I take anything that James says about these poets to be true. Yeah, they're, 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 um, so this is making me understand why I have seen the term Instagram poet used as an epithet. Um, because Bo Taplin, Christopher Poindexter, and Tyler Knott Grayson all have sizable Instagram presences. And it's all very fucking milk toast love poem bullshit. Uh, Yep. So I mean, Charles Bukowski is not with entirely without talent. I think that he is a phase that most men of a certain temperament grow out of. I think uh, you bought me one of his books for my birthday. Yes, 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 I did. I did because it is it is a. I am a man collection. of a certain age. Well, it is. Everyone <laughs> should read some Bukowski. It is he is important to the Western poetry thing if nothing else because if you've read charles bukowski you can inoculate yourself against the assholes who think that charles bukowski is the greatest (laughs) and also don't forget the w in bukowski's name yes um Um, there is also c.s lewis neil gaiman jk rowling terry pratchett and stephanie myers stephanie myers name is misspelled for the second time in this book um all praise goes to god Huh. and including two quotes from the bible for with god nothing is impossible god is within her she will not fail luke 137 and psalms 46 5 um nothing against anybody religious it just doesn't need to have that long of a section in your acknowledgments um yeah, well, i don't know i mean so then we it... get to the oscar speech because if you're going to put anything in your acknowledgement section it should be your oscar speech so it says as you are reading this i'm sure you've i've already thought of someone else i forgot so far so for you here's what i have what you expect the next thing will be 
Thank you. But instead, it's, I've always said if I won an Oscar, my speech would be something like this. For all those who helped me along the way, and in any way at all, thank you. You all know who you are. And for those who didn't, you can eat dirt. Okay. Um, I, 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 I. We all have a speech that if we won some award, we've all stood in the bath or in the shower, you know, with our the fake award, you know. You like me. You really like me. Um, I don't, but I'm incapable of imagining myself winning any awards. So well, okay, <laughs> that's deeper problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like, trust me. Tr- problem between chair and keyboard. Um, but it doesn't belong in your acknowledgement section. Or just say it. Like, thanks to everyone else who helped. Yes. Um, like. Again, this is Zade's world and Zade lives in it. I mean, Lanny's world. Um, yeah. Um, and it still goes on for three more paragraphs after that. Let's okay, let's 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 go to the the last paragraph. To all the little girls and boys out there with big dreams, this is proof you can get there if you keep trying and keep believing. Never let anyone tell you that you are not good enough. It just means they are not good enough. You have magic in you if only you believe it, you can and you can make anything happen. Now oh, throughout throughout this podcast, that's why I, I glommed onto the her cousin is JC Chazez thing. Because anyone if I if I, who by virtue of being born a cis het white middle class dude, took this exact manuscript to any publisher no one would talk to me and the only reason the only reason this was able to get any traction whatsoever is through her connections some of which were earned without question and a lot of them probably came from an accident of birth and so I find that that attitude of, oh, you can get there if you keep trying, is toxic when expressed from the point of view of someone who didn't really have to keep trying that much. Yep. Um, I, yes, you too can have a New York Times bestseller if you have the capital to purchase 18,000 copies of your book. Yep. There is also the page before the discussion of her mother that I just want to throw really quick. Like, yes, you should always acknowledge your mother if you have a great relationship with your mother. If you don't, you know, then that's up to you. But it does say that I keep doing the impossible because she never taught me the meaning of that word for good or bad. She never taught me the word no. It I believe that very much shows up and how she has yet to acknowledge that she's done anything wrong. Yeah. Um, and that she keeps feeling entitled to everything that she has missed out on. It is, it is a uh, emotional parallel to the idea that kids need to go outside and play in the dirt so they can build up immunity. Um, you know, Kids need to be told no on occasion. 
Yep. Otherwise, they turn out like this. Uh, or worse. So, yeah. That's it. That's it. Lanny Serum <laughs> it, 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 it instructs us to go make magic happen. I'll be waiting to see what you do. Um, Lanny, you can find us by email at handbookpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. After yes! 22 episodes. Yes. yes. <laughs> the magic was inside me all along. Yes, it was. Um, so let's talk about good things from this week and then we'll swing back to to what the hell we're doing next which we haven't which, discussed at all we still yeah we still haven't figured out yet <laughs> I mean, um talk about something good this week james uh recommendations i would like to recommend going to the bathroom real quick be right back oh my god what a shocker for those who don't realize that i edit this james goes to pee every episode and i might leave it in this time for recommendations uh this week i read a book by adam neville who did the ritual which was turned into a netflix movie that i liked oh, yeah. uh, uh i did not read the ritual i read last days by adam neville and it is a novel that mimics and evokes the beats of a found footage horror movie it's very well done it's a quick read it's clever um it has a it, it, it's and it has a uh, it sticks the landing very well. So I would recommend Adam Neville's Last Days. Your turn. I'm going to recommend Libba Bray's Beauty Queens because this book, meaning Handbook for Mortals, talks about how it is supposed to be so super empowering of women. Beauty Queens is a satire written by Libba Bray. It is supposed to be like the female version of Lord of the Flies. I highly recommend it in audiobook format because the accents wow, are fantastic. Um, it's about a plane of beauty queens on their way to Miss Teen America um, end up crashing onto a desert island and all but like 10 uh, die and they continue to practice their beauty pageant stuff while also trying to survive. There's a transgender character. There's some um, queer characters. There's a lot of funny, funny shit that happens. And um, even the people that you think are going supposed to be terrible, like stereotypes of women end up being amazing. So yeah, if you want a book that is both hilarious and actually a bit female empowering beauty queens by love and Bray. all right there we go um i think we should take a week off and i i i, I definitely agree that we'll we'll figure it out because yes. i still have no idea what to do um hire me everybody um if you have jobs get at me so um, i think what we should do next without a doubt is the book that she is looked through the book that she did that she found that she based all the magic off of. Okay. Yeah. Let's the, let me do some research on that. Okay. Um, just cause I've, I've completely forget the book. Like, like this is a, this is a conversation we should have offline. Definitely. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a week off. Yep. 
and decide during that time mostly to decompress from the fact that we have finished this book oh my god victory lap we're gonna take a week off check the social medias um for what we're going to be doing next maybe we'll throw a quick like bonus episode of like here's what we're doing next i don't know um but if you are missing us while we are away james where can they go to listen to your voice um over the Tabletop, a podcast that my partner Aaron Ayers and I do with the help of our cat Solstice. The next episode should be going up soon. We're on kind of a wibbly-wobbly schedule because um, I got fired a few weeks ago. Oh, and... my God. What? We're on a timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly schedule even before that. Don't blame it on the fact that you Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> so, anyway, the important thing is not that I got shit-canned, but that <laughs> my podcast isn't on a regular fucking release schedule. It but is not. What is not. When, when, it, when, when, it, Jesus, when it comes out, you can find it over the tabletop podcast on Libsyn podcast episode of, uh, of your choice, um, or podcast app of your choice over the tabletop on Facebook, uh, over the tabletop podcast at gmail.com, et cetera, et cetera. What about you? I host two other podcasts, uh, handbook for mortals. Nope. Nope. That's the one we're on now. I host two other podcasts, Judging Book Covers Podcast, which uh, just released the anniversary episode. It has hit one year. Woohoo. Woohoo. And uh, I had my friend Tim Lowe, who did the first two episodes with me, back on to talk about another Scott Sickler book. Um, and Fable Yields Retellings is also wrapping up our Bluebeard season. So go check those out. Um, as for this podcast, you can find us on. Facebook and Twitter at Handbook Podcast. The Facebook group is a handbook for judging Fable Eulis Retellings covers. It is a closed group. Come join us. We chat about books and fan fiction and things of the like. Um, I'm also on a couple of Buffy episodes. Um, Buffy Speak and talking about the end of season five recently. So, oh. Speaking of um, Apparently saying Buffy caused my phone to wake up. Um, hello, Bixby. Go to bed. Anyways. Um, so yeah. Uh, and if you want to write fan book, fan fiction for this podcast so that we can read it on the air, handbookpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll be back in hopefully two weeks with, uh, something new. So until then, I remain for my sons, James DeBrooker. And I'm Megan Griffin. Be seeing ya. (laughs) 